thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Christoph, And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guy Show, weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into your lives. Well, today we thought we'd discuss something that some of you love and some of you hate. And uh, for most of us around this time of year, beginning of the year, sometimes know you need to go do some more. So we're talking about exercise. So this episode is dedicated to just for those for those of you who really need to kind of get back in shape and, uh, and start doing some stuff, but also to those... Uh, athletic types who just want to take it to the next level. So we're going to talk everything about exercise. Brett, you are our in-house exercise <laughs> guru mentor. Tell us, what are some of the challenges that, uh, maybe let's start with you. What are some of the challenges you have faced in the past when it comes down to like beginning, not just necessarily beginning of a year, but maybe beginning of like a new exercise regime that like you decided to change yeah, something, yeah. you know, maybe may gone from like, you did, you know, recently, uh, a couple of years ago, I think you did the uh, ultra marathon to yep. more now you're training into say like you know just say you want to shift to crossfit type of workout you know what's the mental status you know, status sorry that for you to go into something new yeah i think i think one of the biggest challenges i've had probably over the years with exercise is that i'm just not a morning person like i just can't get myself out of bed first thing in the morning to exercise and so i reckon my biggest challenge for a long time was i was always trying to force myself to get out of bed first thing in the morning and do my exercise first thing in the morning just because Everyone always says that's the best. Like everyone you speak to who's out there, who's health and wellness experts, gurus, and they say, yeah, get up in the morning, do it in the morning. It's the best time to do it. And it actually just didn't work for me. And I've tried to do it so many times in so many different ways, getting up first thing in the morning and exercising. And it just doesn't work for me. I'd actually much rather stay in bed as long as possible in the morning and then do my exercise later on in the day. And so I guess one of the main things is just figuring out what works for you. And that actually works really well for me. Most other people it doesn't seem to work for, but it works really well for me. So I'm really happy with that. So I think figuring out what works for you is really important. Figuring out what type of exercise you want to do is really important. So, you know, there's all sorts of different stuff you can do out there. And it's important to find out what works for you in terms of getting you results, uh, but also what works for you in terms of what what stuff you enjoy, you know, what makes you feel good, what... What stuff do you do that you're really happy with the results you get, I guess, you know, physically in terms of how you look, in terms of how you function and perform? So I think it's just that's probably the most important thing is if you can find something that you like doing, that you're getting good results from, that you feel good about the results you're getting, then continuing to do it is going to be a whole lot easier than trying to force yourself into something that, that perhaps you don't want to do or you're, not, you're finding really hard. So it's figuring out what works for you and what you like, I think, is the key. It's so true, though, is that uh, when you actually, um, when you put yourself in a situation where you actually not the, your best, you're actually, it's probably a disadvantage to you. And so when you, when you, I mean, let's face it, sometimes we get this mentality of, you know, you got to, you got to hate it, you know, to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and no so, pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. But I, you know, there, I think there is, a, um, I think that mentality works to a point, but there's also that point, I think it actually works against you. And, and sometimes like, you know, we know that a lot of people when they start beginning, like, especially when they begin a exercise uh, routine or new exercise program, they, they hurt themselves really early. Yeah. And that yeah. actually is massive because they, they basically take themselves out for a couple of weeks and they can't enjoy it. So let's talk a little bit about how to prevent injuries before even before you even start like you know so would you go damien i mean you've done a couple you know 
new exercise programs, I'm sure, like Insanity and other couple of crazy stuff. Um, you know, when you start something, how do you avoid, you know, injury? Or how do you, do you pace yourself? You know, like I know I'm, I'll be honest, like I'm a guy who probably don't push, like especially when something brand new, I like I like to kind of make sure I pace myself. Are you a remember pacer? I, remember, nah, you know, I'm not. Remember I, I came personal training with you in Western Australia once and right. I, first time ever I personal trained with your trainer and I went so hard that I vomited at the end of it. You, yeah, you, tried, you tried to beat me in pull-ups, but uh, I smashed you. No, I wasn't pull-ups. I smash you in pull-ups any day. Yeah, all know, right. What we'll, are you talking about? We'll, we'll see about that. Yeah, let's yeah. Come on, Victoria. It's on. No, it's on. It's on. Here we go. I'm going to There's a chin-up bar at the next one. Pull-up. Pull it's going to be on. We're doing this at the next summit. It's for, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This will be the only time I take my suit off at the summit. Let me tell you. Yeah, I've got a definite advantage. I'll be my jeans and T-shirt. We've been meaning to talk to you about that, Brett, but uh, let's... <laughs> Let's save that conversation for another day. But uh, today I was talking to some of the boys at cricket. And I look, I'm you know happily 40 years old, still playing cricket, very competitively. Took a couple of uh, great wickets today and a catch. I was just telling Brett about it before. Very proud of myself. And uh, and made some good runs too, by the way, for those who are in, into cricket. Not that he likes uh, to talk about it. Like Lawrence. And, uh, <laughs> oh, did you say something? I just I kind of took a nap. <laughs> We're talking about exercise, right? So I was... Uh, I was just hanging there, LT, and so I was talking to the boys, and one of the boys is, you know, waffling on, telling me how he's got had low back pain. I said, "Well, you know, what have you been working on?" He goes, "I've been working on my core stability and my core strength, and I've been getting stronger abs and blah blah." blah. And I go, well, "Of course, you're gonna get low back pain." And he goes, "Oh, but I thought that he had to, you know, have strong core and strong abs to make sure you don't have low back pain." I said, "Well." Do you do any stretches like for your hip flexors and your abs? You know, it's all good and well to make them strong, but if they're so strong that they pull you forward and your hip flexors are really tight, then of course your low back's going to be sore. And I said, and then another guy goes, Oh, my knees are really sore at the moment. My hips have been clicking. I go, Well, are you, are you doing any foam roller stuff? Are you, are you actually rolling out your ITB and your, you know, your TFL? Are you, are you rolling these out using a foam roller? Or like, Lawrence, what's that thing you and I've got, that orange thing? The grid. I, the, grid. the grid. Oh man, I love the that grid. grid. I love the grid. And uh, and and so I roll on that. And any knee pain that I've ever had just disappears after rolling on. And I can roll on that thing using all my weight. And Jackson can even sit on me now, and, and I'll be rolling. <laughs> it doesn't even hurt. Like I roll on it so much, I love it to bits. And so knee pain, thing of the past. Hip pain, thing of the past. Low back pain, stretch, hip flexors. And then you're really taking care of a lot of those sorts of injuries that can happen in the lower parts of your body. Um, and of course, you know, all three of us can talk about many of the strategies we can employ to to decrease the risk of injury by just by stretching but we, what would you do lt what would you do um, to be honest with you i, I pace like i i want to make sure that i can actually do the exercise and get through that workout uh, i kind of and i'll just be honest with you when i um for example like um last week uh, my personal trainer said okay you're you're up it's uh the filthy 50 i'm like the filthy 50 freaking oh, hell that like that just awesome I want to do that and just to me just like i didn't <laughs> right. want to do it and he goes but then I have no idea what actually filthy Sounds fifty filthy. was. <laughs> yeah. I was going to comment, but I'm just not. It was just going <laughs> to down the gutters, uh, boys. Always, always. Nah, I just love the sound of it. Yeah. it sounds so challenging. See, you're a masochist. That's why you just love pain. Um, to me, I just look at that and go, like, filthy fifty. Did you vomit? Did you vomit? 
No, no, no. I didn't vomit. I didn't vomit. Oh. I was just, I, I need to know so, exactly. So, so yeah, for me, my headspace is about knowing exactly what exercises was involved in the field. He didn't vomit because he only got to nine, Damo. <laughs> Easy. I did all 50 for every for all 10 exercises. I got nice. there. But it's almost like knowing exactly. I need yeah, to know. I'm, I'm one of those people that need to know. So just, we're talking about putting yourself in a situation where it's a win situation, right? For me, I need to know what's ahead so that I know how much energy I need to conserve. That's just for me, right? Um, sure. Otherwise, like some people just don't care. Like a Brett, I can guarantee you're probably the type of person, maybe, that's uh, with just, <laughs> you don't care. You just oh, want to just smash it out. I like each to start and every really one. slowly. You know, oh, I ease myself into yeah. things. I take ages preparing and stretching. You do, no, <laughs> I don't. You, do. you just go right in it. You <laughs> totally just go right into you it. You don't take ages preparing anything. <laughs> I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless. I just jump straight in. And the harder the challenge, the better. And I love it. But having said, that what I because I know that about myself, then I'm pretty diligent about making sure that I keep myself in a pretty decent physical shape, and that's that's actually one of the big reasons why I do like to keep myself in good physical shape is because I know that if someone comes up to me and goes, "Hey, Brett, let's go rock climbing tomorrow," I'm going to say yes. <laughs> so I think, okay, I better make sure that I've actually got the physical strength so that I'm not just going to like fall off the cliff and you know crash down the bottom. That that I actually have the strength that I can do it. And, and be able to actually do what I say that I'm going to do because otherwise I'll probably get myself in trouble. So for me, keeping a really good general sense of physical well-being and having a broad physical fitness base is really important so that I can do the stuff that I know I'm probably going to just say yes to and so that I can just jump in and go full bore because I know that I probably am. It's not true. Like that's what I'm saying is that all of us are different. We all think differently. So why not twist it or make it to to your advantage the way you want to play the game, right? Yep. So for me, like I mean, I can do it if they told me it's just say it was a 50-50, there's 10 exercises. I'm not going to tell you what exercise is coming up. You just got to do this exercise, go 50 times, and then the next one. You know, I don't personally like that, so therefore I want to know ahead of time so I know how to pace. Now, that's just for me, and so I made it to my advantage. Now, I don't doesn't mean I couldn't have done the other way. I just wouldn't prefer it, right? But the other thing too, like t- taking the word filthy 50, right? It sounds cool, right? It sounds cruel, but also cool at the same time, <laughs> right? It's almost like it's a challenge because you named it something, right? And she also yeah. has this other one called the 300, right? The 300 exercise, like, oh, you know, based on the 300 tucky. movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you start to think, tucky. you know, it's, it, but it. when you name it something, I mean, CrossFit does this, I think. They love it, right? don't they? They yeah, name Fran it. And yeah, whatever it is, it's, it's that when you name it, name it or make it a game, all of a sudden you ch- change the context of just you know, quote unquote exercise and put into some sort of challenge. And it's called like this thing called gamification, right? It's changing things in your life, like your to-do list or, you know, in this case, exercise into a game. And, you know, when you make it to a game, it becomes more fun, right? And you actually make it. So I would say that if you can gamify something or name it something, I think that will also ease the pain a little bit or at least change the context of just what you think of exercises and this is why all those big group challenges are so popular at the moment i mean there's so many of them out there whether it's um you know what are they called tough mudder there's um i can't think of the names anymore there's the mud run there's the uh there's all sorts of different games the spartans yeah there's heaps of them out there at the moment and they're so popular because they do they make it into this game they make it into this group activity uh, yeah. They're making it, a, you know, something all the fun. Boot camps, you all the boot camps and those things, they're great. Yeah. The outdoor training boot camps, they're fabulous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you can all jump in together. You can make a real fun of it. You can, you know, you can have a little bit of friendly competition there with, with you know, your teammates or your, you know, people you're competing against. But at the end of the day, you're going to have a bunch of fun. And it's, it is like a bit of a game. It's like all these different obstacles, different stuff you wouldn't usually do. And it's just challenging that little bit and, and pushing you to, to do something different. 
Mm. You know why I like those? I like those outdoor things. But there's a few reasons. Not necessarily the, the you know, the, well, I do. I love Tough Mudder and I love Spartan. I love that whole idea, that whole concept. But the, the, the group things that you do as a boot camp thing, because you've got, a, you've got a, a trainer there. Sometimes they're a uh, exercise physiologist. Others, mm. they're uh, personal trainers. And they're looking at you. They're going to look at your technique. They're going to correct you if you're doing things wrong. Uh, plus, you can get a bit of ribbing from your friends and your mates that you make along the way. Um, plus, you're actually given things that are challenging, and usually it's um, natural, free-range kind of movements. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not just machine weights, and it's not just yeah. you know using machines to help you look you know buff. But but Lawrence, you might get a crease, or heaven forbid, a little bit of mud on your seat. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, 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 it's a nightmare. I could hear that. Is there is there a shower at every after each one? <laughs> just a little, a little massage I reckon you'd be yeah, in for a right. tea yeah. massage little foot spa, spa. Yeah. get a hair gel <laughs> that's right I'll be waiting <laughs> for you at the finish line but you, I, you know with these outdoor events though what I do like about like not just the events but just the outdoor boot camps or just group activities I think you know if you're a type of person who find it challenging for you to go out and do exercise these hmm. are that group mentality is fantastic right because you're not only held accountable by yourself but you're held accountable by the trainer but also everybody in that group you know, because yeah. if you don't stop showing up after a couple of weeks, it's like, you know, what happened to Brett? What's going on with Brett? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's that group mentality because you don't want to disappoint. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna you know what else, you know what else happens is you end up just chatting and you end up like you're, you're doing your exercise and you're sort of, you know, comparing notes about how hard it is and you're ribbing each other a little bit or just chatting about your week. And before you know it, you're halfway through your workout before you even realize you've kind of how bad it is or how hard it was. Mm. And, and it's just that little bit of social aspect of it makes it so much easier to get in there and get it done. But I think also by observing other people um, in the group, it also forces you to try harder, I find anyways, because you don't want to be the person always to be like, you know, the weakest or the, the, you know, the slowest <laughs> in the group. And so when you start to see other people like you that are doing slightly better, you, you kind of push yourself a little bit more where if you're working out by yourself, you kind of just, you know, we all been there, right? We all been to the gym where you just kind of work out and you have to do one set. You walk around, you talk and, you know, yeah. then it's like, you know, you have so much rest. And he goes, oh, man, half an hour has gone by. I'm like, I got to go. And you're only done that like two do. sets, right? Yeah, so, you know, we've all done that before. And I think where a group mentality is that there's always someone there to hold you accountable. And that's why I love personal training. Like, you know, someone there to tell you what to do. Right, because yeah. I hate telling myself what to do because I can't put, I don't push myself as hard as, as someone else telling me what to do because I don't want to look look bad even in a one on one situation. So I think putting yourself in a situation where it's a win win for you and and, and for the, the group, I think that's a great idea. Well, and the other benefit of that, which Damo touched on before, is making sure you've got someone there who can actually help you with your technique as well. Because hmm. what happens so often, and particularly this time of year, you know, we start a new exercise regime, we jump into it headlong. And, and it might be some quite full-on stuff. Like maybe you have tried CrossFit and we've spoken about, you know, easing yourself into these sort of exercises. And, and you might be trying to do some, you know, Olympic lifts or some, you know, God knows what exercise you're doing, which are all fantastic. But they're also dangerous if you're not doing them with good technique. And so it's really important when you are starting these new exercise regimes that the first thing you need to get right is your technique. You know, it, it can't be right from the start that you're trying to just go and lift absolutely as heavy as you can 
before you've got the technical skill to be able to do it effectively and to do it safely. Mm. And so it's really important, as hard as it can be for people like me who like to jump in there. And, and you know, Lawrence spoke about not being the last person in the group. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, I can't handle when I'm not the first person in the group. <laughs> no matter how far back along that chain I am, I'm still looking at that first person going, that's where I want to get to. <laughs> and and so you know, people like me who will tend to jump in and try and do too much too soon, but it's really important that you do take that little bit of time and that you do have someone there who's a professional in this area to help make sure you get the technique right. Because, you know, I always say to people, it's a bit like a car. You know, if your car's wheels aren't aligned and it's not going in a straight line and it's, you know, veering off the road, then it's going to wear out quicker. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, that's the other thing, obviously, Damo, we've got to mention as well is, is some chiropractic, is making sure that you're structurally prepared for your exercise too. Making sure that you're well aligned, making sure there's no nerve interference going on. Um, because once again, it is like that car. You know, you need to service that car, particularly if you want it to perform very well. You know, if it's a sports car, if it's a racing car, then you're going to service it after every single race because you want it to be absolutely perfect. That's so, it. so the, the better you want to perform, then the more important it is to make sure you're looking after yourself, that you're well aligned, that you're functioning well, that your spine and nervous system, particularly, is aligned and functioning well. Because um, that's what's going to get you the best results, not just in terms of preventing injury, but actually in terms of performing at your best as well. Hmm. Yeah. What about those athletes? I mean, some some of some of our listeners are already you know guys who train a lot, um, yeah. and let's let's kind of talk to them a little bit. And you know, what would you suggest to them? I mean, especially if they're already training pretty hard. Um, you know, what ideas would you give to them to kind of just maybe take it to the next level or change up their routine a little bit? You know, one thing I remember, Lawrence, from this fantastic podcast I listened to called Inside the Champion's Mind. It was really good. And, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, really? Who, who's the host? <laughs> Sounds Lawrence awesome. Tam guy was pretty cool. And there was another guy on there in some of the earlier episodes called Jeff Spencer, and he was fantastic. Yeah. He's he not bad, but there's Lawrence guy. He's yeah, amazing. he's no Lawrence. He's no Lawrence. But one of the things he spoke about was actually rest and recovery. Mm. And he said that for those elite athletes, the most important thing for them was actually making sure they got the right rest and recovery. And that was most often the thing they were doing wrong. So I think that's a crucial factor that that those, you know, those real elite athletes and the people performing at that really high level need to make sure that they're getting that aspect of it right as well is a really important one. Mm, mm. For sure. For sure. It's a great point. There's a, a, did we ever interview Sean Richardson? Did we ever do, did we interview him? No. Don't think so, I don't think we have. (laughs) What's that? I don't think so, mate. Yeah, I think we've spoken about it. I think maybe we, he'd be a good guy to interview. He, um. He's a Canadian, actually, LT, and yeah, he is Sean. a mindset guy. You remember Sean? Yeah, of course you do. Yep. Well, Sean used to uh, study um, resilience, but he'd also look at the point at which people would break down, athletes would break down. And his whole thing, the whole thing was the psychological um, switch point or the psychological switchboard for athletes breaking down at high level, at elite levels. And uh, and I reckon we should interview him. I think that would be really good. I think if if we don't, then maybe inside the champion's mind should. But uh, I think that that would be uh, that would be a great thing. But from the mindset point of view, I do see a lot of people trying to go really really hard. Um, they try to have somebody else look after them uh, or look look after their body. So I get people coming into my practice wanting an adjustment to fix their their, their pains. When in actual fact, what they probably need to do is take a bit of extra self care. Obviously, get adjusted. That's very very important. Um, but self care. You know, you can't beat the good old stretch. You can't beat the warm up or the warm down. Um, you know, what do you guys think about ice baths? What do you think about those things? I wouldn't um, do it. <laughs> nah, that's right. <laughs> so, I don't know. There, there might be a benefit there for an elite athlete, Dave. But uh, I don't know. I got asked about it the other day. David Hussey, a good good friend, asked me about ice baths, and I said, "Mate, to be honest with you, I'm not a big fan. Not yeah. a big fan." 
But, you know, a good rub, nothing like, you know, a good rub down, you know, some dry needling or some acupuncture, those sorts of things, but an adjustment, you can't beat it after a big exercise session or before a big exercise session. Helps with the mindset, helps your body. It's fantastic. And, Damo, we've talked about this on the episode before, but particularly for those, those endurance and those fitness athletes, you know, Getting getting past this idea of the carb loading and going nuts on the carb loading, I think is a really important one. Do you want to touch on that a bit? Yeah, absolutely. Carb loading is mental. I don't know why people actually go there. Um, you know, people feel that they need to have a whole lot of carbohydrate, but your body can only deal with so much carbohydrate. And it's like, you know, extra protein and extra fat. Your body can only deal with so much. So the idea would be that you put into your body extra fuel just in total. So you're having extra protein, extra vegetables, which would be your carbohydrates, and uh, and extra fats, which, you know, come from nuts and seeds and your raw cold-pressed oils. But when you, when you carb load, you set yourself up for the storage of glycogen, um, in which case, you may or may not actually get through it if, if your exercise isn't actually anything to do with burning any glycogen. In, in other words, if you're not doing long-distance cardio kind of um, aerobic exercise, you're not going to burn through all that glycogen anyway. And many people, when they carb load, bonk out because they, as a result of burning through carbohydrate and glycogen, they get a fair bit of buildup of um, lactic acid. And uh, and that's not ideal when you try to do that sort of thing. So load up with other fuels. Have your, you know, have your fats and have your proteins. Um, prior to and have a normal meal the night before. That's yeah. that's that's what I recommend. Mm, I think also the uh, the other suggestion I have for the you know the people who are really into exercise already is to kind of switch it up a bit. You know, do something that you're you're not used to or not comfortable with. I think that would actually create different challenges for you and it keeps exercise more interesting. And so I think it also works different parts of the body and, and everything else as well. So I think that really starts to create that challenge in your headspace. And uh, I love. That- yeah, That's ahead. actually the point I was going to make, Lawrence, is about creating that diversity in terms of your fitness because there's a whole range of added benefits you can get from, you know, if you're, if you're an endurance runner, then if you're just doing endurance running, then there's things you're going to miss out on. There's benefits you're going to miss out on, um, some of them from a performance point of view, but a lot of them from just a health and well-being point of view of, of not getting that diversity of fitness, not getting, not challenging your bodies in all those different ways, mm. um, you know, not maintaining a healthy amount of lean muscle mass, for instance, which we've seen from the research is, is super important in terms of your health. Um, and if you're just doing long-range endurance exercise, then you're really going to lean out and lose a lot of that. And, you know, whilst I get that if you are a you know, Olympic marathon runner, then then perhaps that's going to give you added benefit in terms of your performance. Uh, but in terms of your health and well-being, then maintaining that lean muscle mass is actually really important. So, um, you know, unless you're actually gunning to be the marathon runner at the Olympics, I think it's important that you that you look at a more well-rounded fitness regime that's actually going to keep you healthy rather than perhaps shaving those few extra moments off of your, you know, marathon time. Mm. It's, it's one of those things, I think, when... Uh... If you don't, this is also true for the people who are just starting out in exercise because, you know, when you try something different, you might hate it at first and we might talk a little bit about what we hate. Um, but I'm sure I've, I've mentioned this many a times at the beginning of the, you know, when we started the wellness guys, I used to hate Tabatas, right? And I used to hate doing, uh, or I couldn't do kettlebells because it always hurt my, uh, my, my disc, um, herniation. So, and, um, and you know what, like as of, you know, maybe four or five months ago, um, I'm actually loving Tabatas. And that's like one form of exercise that I do at home a lot, you know, because it's been, it's quick. It's just hits it right there. And and I can't believe I'm actually saying that, but uh, that's exactly what happens when you change your, change your exercise. And I gave it a go and um, yeah, I didn't like it at first, but it's more like just working it through. And all of a sudden now it's actually one of my favorite exercises and same thing with kettlebells. 
and we're using kettlebells quite a bit lately and um you know we talked about proper technique and actually wow. having someone to monitor you and actually really get that going it it has not hurt me at all, and it, yeah. which, which is, allows me to go do the things that I've always wanted to do, but I just couldn't before. And now, just changing a, it was like a smallest little tweak, you know, like yeah. where someone observes you because you can't see yourself, um, especially when you're lifting, um, you know, well, not lifting necessarily, but doing swings or whatever it is. Yeah. If you can't have someone watch you, um, especially on a technical um, technique, then it's going to create some problems. And kettlebell swings are such a great example of that, aren't they, Lawrence? Because you know, it can be just those fine little tweak. And all of a sudden, you get it right, and you've got this fluent swing going, and it's a completely different exercise to whatever you were doing before, isn't it? Like, it's a, it's a stark change. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, Lawrence, yeah. what changed with you? Like, I'm really curious as to, like, when you started doing the Tabatas, what was it about the Tabatas that, that you started to enjoy, or what was it that actually made you go from not liking it to liking it? Was it the results you saw? Was it that you started to enjoy it? Was it you got better at it? Like, what was it that changed? Yeah, so it, it's, it, was, it was seeing the benefit, right? So seeing the benefit, not necessarily the, from the fitness side, but seeing the benefit that I can get a lot, um, the exercise in and out done quick. So mm-hmm. for those of you who yeah, know yeah. me, like I'm, you know, not time constrained, but it's more that I want to do f- the max amount of work for the least amount of time. Right. So that's, yep. it's always been about me. I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate going out there and just working out for an hour. That's not me. I want to do it like in 15 minutes, 20 minute burst if I can. And, um, and we talked, we, I think we dedicated a whole episode on this. So for me, it's about Tabata has just allowed that, um, constant pace and, uh, changing and also allowed me to actually get some strength. And, and I saw, you know, the fitness levels, you know, consistently over time. And, and the best part about it, we talked about this app. We don't get any pays, uh, payment for this app at all. <laughs> we could have sold that app, boys. Yeah, we could have sold that we should, But, we you know, <laughs> you are your we own should. gym. We probably actually get the guy actually on the call um, yeah. on our podcast. But you are yeah, your we, gym. We have app. actually had him on that paleo show, Lawrence. So if they oh, want to check it out, they go. can see it there. Yeah. But we should get him on the wellness guys too. Excellent. Didn't so, you hear that episode, Lawrence? No, yeah, no obviously I didn't. What are you doing? Yeah, I should be listening to it while I actually work out. But that app, is fantastic because you know you don't there's no weights at all it's all body weight and so i can do it especially when i travel so much it's something i can do in the hotel uh it's quick and uh it you know you don't need anything else other than your your iphone or your ipad or your blackberry yeah, yeah sorry well. i was distracted it was in the hotel it was quick it was i was just yeah. <laughs> oh jeez uh, yes what the single one right oh, yeah How's this guy it's unbelievable it's a g-rated movie what's going on <laughs> say a word I did not say a word unbelievable unbelievable ken just for the benefit of the listeners because there's people out there that are, that may have just started this because they're the very very first wellness guys uh call and Hopefully, this uh, impresses you so you listen more and you go back and listen to the others. Tell us, what is Tabata? You're talking to me. Brett, you're the best <laughs> oh, person to do it. I'll jump in. The crowd Tabata. went absolutely mild. Tabata, now, what, what Tabata was designed by a Japanese speed skating coach, actually. And, and what he found was that he was doing this really long-range endurance exercise with these speed skaters. And then what he started to do was do some more interval-type training. And he played around with it. And what he found was the most effective way for them to train that actually got them the most results in the least amount of time and actually got them better results doing this than when they did the long-term, the long-range exercises was doing 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, and seven rounds. So, you know, it's, it's done in like four minutes. Was it three and a half minutes worth of exercise? 
only working out for two-thirds of that time. But what it is is an incredibly high-intensity workout because when you've only got to work for 20 seconds, you can just go flat out, absolutely full bore, and then you have that short rest. And what they call it is partial recovery because in that 10 seconds' time, as Lawrence will attest to having done these Tabatas, mm. that 10 seconds isn't actually enough time to recover, but it lets you partially recover, and then you have to kick into a really high-intensity exercise again before you've had a chance to recover. Yeah. And so what it actually enables you to do is actually build up your endurance at the same time as doing a higher-intensity exercise workout so you can get the benefits of um, you know for instance if you're doing that with kettlebell swings you can be getting the 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 benefits of increasing your muscle mass of developing those lean muscles without the um, you know without having to do the longer range exercise and when you do those longer range exercises that tends to uh, strip away some of your muscle as well so you can you can kind of get the best of both worlds where you get the endurance and you get the higher intensity stuff at the same time Mm. well let's uh you know we got a couple more minutes and so we thought we'd leave the this episode with this uh, so that uh, people do feel good about themselves what what are some of the things that you absolutely hate doing like in terms of exercise brett you got to have at least one thing i'm sure oh i've probably got a whole bucket load of them i'm trying to think of them at the moment i think uh i can start off i hate running still like even from the first episode of the wellness guys was done two and a half years ago i still hate running uh long distance wise and uh yeah so i haven't got that yet but maybe give me a couple more years brett I've probably got a whole bunch of them that I actually don't like heaps, but I'm kind of a bit funny like that. Well, there'll be exercises I don't like, but I actually like doing them because I like pushing myself and challenging myself as well. So, you know, for instance, something like burpees. I I don't enjoy doing burpees. <laughs> I don't know but anybody I, does that. But at the same yeah. time, I kind of love doing burpees because I know that yeah. they're hard and they're tough and I have mm. to push myself and it's like a really good mental challenge for myself to work through it. And I know that I'll feel really good when I've finished doing it. So as much as I don't like them, I kind of like them at the same time, if that makes sense. I'm a bit weird like that. So I've probably got a whole bunch of exercises like that. But really, when it comes to exercise, there's not much I won't just have a crack at and give a go. But oh, actually, do you know what? Probably for me, the, the sort of exercise I really struggle with is the slower stuff. So if you sit mm-hmm. me down to do like an hour-long yoga session that's really slow and it, gentle, it. I yeah. struggle big time. Yeah. Five-day really five crickets. Yeah. All right, so Damien, before we go off, what is what is the one exercise you you would hate doing? Uh, to be honest with you, once I'm doing it, I love them all. Oh, I love exercise. No, what seriously, there actually isn't anything that I don't like doing. Um, I, I, but for me, it's actually getting started. So you know, if if there's anything I can say there, it's. I do need motivation to get going and get started. Probably a bit, a bit like, bit like uh, bread, I think, in that everyone says you should do it first thing in the morning, and that's probably the only time that I really make time to do exercises first thing in the morning, but I just don't enjoy doing it first I, thing in the morning. So We, we should uh, get uh, these two boys doing Tai Chi and see if they love it. So anyways, guys, I teach Tai Chi. I teach it. Oh, there you go. I teach there Tai Chi. Yeah, I, I love Tai Chi. I love it. I love <laughs> yoga, hot yoga. Oh, big room yoga is fantastic. I, I love all that sort of stuff. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you got a lot of information from that. I would love to know what you hate in terms of exercise, how you actually <laughs> would challenge yourself to, to, you know, to change different exercises in your routine this year. And so I just want you to do that by going to facebook.com slash the wellness guys or slash the wellness couch. And uh, while you're there, like us on Facebook, share this podcast with your friends, your families, and other people you think will need a wellness update and subscribe to us on iTunes. And while you're there, Leave us a five-star rating and leave a comment on there as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world. Help together. Join us next week on the Wellness Guy Show. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.